I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, toddler brain activity could predict IQ. One man's fantasy has become his reality. Bark, bark. Ants smell like cheese. And a cat bite ruined one man's life. Oh, yeah, baby. Bark, bark. Bark, bork, bork. Bork, bork, everybody. Guys, I love Feel Good Friday. Me too. Actually, uh, guys, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know how many headlines I've seen about the about bar- the bark bark. About the bark bark. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen know anything about bark bark. All right, well, listen. I've before we get before we get into that, um, I typically we save what the health for the end of the show, but Taylor, you got to go uh, babysit. Um, so you you ha- you're you're gonna dip out of here real soon, which makes me want to just skip right down to what the health right off the bat. So let's kick this episode off with this week's edition of What the Hell. All right. Uh, a UK man bitten by a cat contracts previously unknown and extensive bacterial infection. Wait, have we talked about this already? We have not. What was the thing? What's the thing with cats? Um, well, cats oh. have toxoplasma, toxoplasmosis, that's plasmosis, that's which, which that's different. You don't get that from that a cat bite. That makes you go bite. crazy. You get that from cat litter or like cat uh. poop. Yes. And that is that doesn't make you go crazy. It makes you go. It makes you go. It makes you go fucking Travis Pastrana. You know, it makes you go. It makes you wild. I want. Yeah. Turns you into a Does turns it, you into Steve-O. Like a manic. You know, what puts I, you into like a manic. Uh, no, no, no. It puts you into a it puts you into a, it, in, it, it. You don't even know you have it. It just makes you riskier. So, 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 I mean, Uh, this is, this is separate from what we're going to talk about, but basically from what I gathered, toxoplasmosis is like, um, when mice have it, if a, if a, if a rat or a mouse gets toxoplasmosis, it literally go, it looks for cats. Now, obviously that's Mm. the last thing you want to be doing as a mouse because the cat's going to go looking for trouble. Yeah. Guys, I just just want to, before we like really, really dive into it, I just want to talk about all the different, um, sayings that have to do with cats Mm -hmm. and really dissect them and figure out what they mean. Because there's like... You could be the cat's pajamas. Yeah. yeah. You could be the cat's meow. Yeah. Yeah. What about the cat's pee? That's a, that's mm. a thing. Cat's pee. I don't think you so. can be cat like. Well, I don't know you're, if you're be. Yeah. What the fuck like, are you talking about? I think it's like what like I think it's I think you used it in a sentence like what's the cat's pee? Okay. Enough <laughs> of that. Meow. Let's talk about what you were talking about. Yeah. Let's Did talk about meow? what. Meow. Are you doing? Surprised you mentioned pussy. <laughs> Wait, that's not the cat's pussy. Um, no, just pussy. Just pussy. Yeah, because oh, okay. the cats. What about it's if there's the, most the cat's pajamas? Is there the cats? What does that mean? The cat's pajamas? Vagina? I don't know. I think I've I I I think I, I've heard of it. Like it didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't set off my it didn't make me tingle when you said it. All right, let's move on. So <laughs> so uh, a 48 year old UK man 
uh, bitten boy stray cut. That was a, that's a, that's my, that's my, oh, you, that's my, you were, you nailed it up until cat. Then it's cause the cat bit my tongue. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Whoa. Cat, caught, cat caught your tongue. You know Wait, what I mean? What's up with all the cats? <laughs> Yo. Do all you guys right. know what cat's pajamas means? No. Probably something is a racist. The term cat also was coming into use by the flapper set as a slang word for a person or cool person. Thus the cat's pajamas became a way to say that someone was cool. Well, great, I mean, I, I special, mean, the best. That's kind of okay. built into the tone. Other phrases such as oh, okay. the Nats whiskers You're gonna, were the, invented the around whiskers. the same vein. I like that. Let's keep going. let's yeah, bring like, that back. These Nats. So uh, so this this story is the Nats whiskers. A forty eight year old UK man bitten by a stray cat developed painful hand swelling and extensive infection caused by a previously unknown bacterium, a new study has revealed. Be careful. He's got a mouthful of teeth. I've got him by the head. Now, got, oh, he's out. He's loose. This is oh, actually. Oh, 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 here, here comes the this head. Is from the moment. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Oh! Ah! Ah! Yeah, he's on me. God, he's gone. He's, he's bitten me. Now, the research published. Oh, I got a bad, bad bite. <laughs> the research published recently in the journal Emerging Infectious Diseases describes the case of the 48 year old obese man who was admitted to the emergency department in 2020 with hand swelling, multiple puncture wounds, and abrasions. Hold on. About eight hours after sustaining bites from a feral cat. That's what the clip is wrong. <laughs> man, I got a bad bite. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is his obesity relevant? Well, no, no, they're, they're, they, so, so they, they described, uh, the case of, yeah, I mean, I guess it's relevant. Like, oh, cause it's a case study. Okay. A 48 year old, a 48 year old man, obese comes in. Sure, the, sure. They're just, like, they're just making, they're just doing like a physical description of okay. in, in a case study. It makes sense. In, in, in like a, in an article, oh, sorry, like a news article. I was my like, bad. I, I actually, sorry, I missed that. So, sorry. Oh, for fuck's sakes. The research published recently in the journal emerging infectious diseases describes the case of a 48-year-old ugly as fuck obese man <laughs> who was admitted to the emergency department in 2020. I miss scientific. That. I, yeah, it's science. very scientific. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure he was handsome. I don't know. I mean, he, he sounds handsome. It's a clinical oh! a clinical I got a vignette. Bad bite. Researchers including those from Cambridge <laughs> University hospitals in the UK discovered a novel species of the bacterium. Wow, dude. Okay, listen to this. The bacterium globicatella that caused extensive soft tissue infection in the man bitten by the cat. I got, I got a bad bite. <laughs> Previous research has shed light on the potential role of cats as reservoirs of yet undiscovered pathogens and potential zootonic infections that can jump from animal to humans as, long, uh, as their long, sharp teeth can cause deep bite injuries. I got a bad bite. He's wrapped around me. <laughs> oh, I, feel like I got to get out of this stuff. I got a bad back. I, feel like I got a bad bite. I got a bad back. <laughs> I mean, this is the, I mean, we all know about the lab leak theory and the penguin theory, um, but this is the oft overlooked feline theory. Feline theory. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Uh, keep your hands away from those pussies. Do you guys uh, think that the cat's pee is actually just short for the cat's pajamas? I think you just made up the cat's pee. I, no, I don't think that's a thing. You're the cat's pee. You can't just say it. This is, this is, um, That's I'm, cool. I'm infuriated. <laughs> While the man was treated for potential infection, administered a booster dose of the tetanus vaccine, given a number of oral antibiotics and discharged, he returned to the emergency department 24 hours later with an infection in his left 
Oh, I see. His left little and right middle fingers. So his his pinky left pinky and his right middle finger. Is that the technical what the fuck term? was this guy doing? Was he just like clapping at the cat? Like, how do you get both? I mean, I guess cats are nuts, dude. Like yeah, when cats yeah. bite, they like ah! it's like that. I got a bad bite. They, they, they do bite bad. Bite. But like, how did he get his his left pinky? I'll tell you. Like, what's this guy doing? Just like here, I'll tell you. you know what I mean? So Brian. Brian, we Brian had a cat when we were growing up. Maybe all uh, all over an all white cat. Al- was he albino? He had red eyes. Did he not? No, he didn't have red eyes. Did he had blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, he had blue eyes. Was he aware? Was he aware? Maybe cat? I think he had red eyes because he was evil as fuck. He this cat evil. was vicious. Yeah. I felt really vicious, bad. Vicious. We weren't nice to the cat. When no, we, we when weren't. We didn't young. treat and the then, cat very well. And then later in life, I I reforged a strong connection with him, but it was only before he died. Yeah. Anyway, he was, was very. Really very to... Heard it here from first, folks. A uh, couple of animal animal abusers on the show. He was. I am not. He was. We didn't abuse him. We just we just Taylor bullied not only bullied kids <laughs> but bullied cats as well. So anyway, Oliver was Oliver was that, not yeah. nice, and he you couldn't you 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 know you he might let you pet him for like a moment and Ooh. seem like it was okay, and then, and then just out of nowhere yeah. it's like bite scratch like vicious. Yeah, and uh, I sustained many injuries over the years by Oliver because I always felt drawn to him. Mm. He, he always he always made me feel like trying to bully him. He always made me feel like there was an opportunity for change, and that mm. I might be the catalyst for that change if I could just show him enough love, the love that I had not shown him in his early years, and and for that reason, <clears throat> I always like put my hand out and tested the waters. I was drawn to it. Always wanted to test See, the waters. That putting the hand out is such a bad idea though, because yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's face first. Well, well, the, well, I mean, I mean, when, obviously this guy did the same fucking thing and got both his pinky finger on one hand and the middle finger on another bitten, you know, but, <laughs> but cats are fast. But man. animals can sense your like hesitancy and yeah. your, and your timidness. And so like, like with Rupert, for example, I taught him when I was training him, like I put my palm out and he touches my palm with his nose and then I would like give him a treat or feed him his dinner or whatever. And, and, um, and so when people are afraid of Rupert and they like, they like step back or like put their palms up to like push him away, sort of like, like create space between themselves. He's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta touch those open palms. (laughs) And so he's like, kind of like trying to jump up and poke them, but he's not being aggressive. He's just like, Oh, we're playing a game. But people like always do that, like no, 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 and like it just makes the the animal go, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? And they freak out, yeah, and then they bite you, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think we all we're all pretty aware of the fact that like just don't a don't have a cat and b don't pet cats, yeah, yeah. Just don't touch cats. Yeah. If they're kittens, the dogs, though. fine, yeah, it's fine. They're too little to hurt. Once but as soon as cats, they are a full-grown cat, they're, they, you might as well be a fucking tiger. Get rid of them. Yeah. Um, so this is actually horrendous. Uh, when researchers analyzed the swabs from his infection in the right middle finger for microorganisms, they found an unrecognizable organism similar to uh, streptococcus, a bacteria linked to strep throat, pink eye, and meningitis. So an unknown bacteria. And you know meningitis is no bueno. I do know this because I am currently uh, about to release a little video to spread awareness for men B, which I've just come to realize is fucking terrifying. Meningococcal? Meningococcal B is uh, is pretty scary. Cockle so, anything is scary. <laughs> anything with cockle is scary. Men- However, the bacterium... Meningococcal? Uh, the b- bacterium's genome did not match any strains previously on record, indicating it was a new micro, uh, microbe 
that has never been previously documented. Researchers then found the new bacterium belonged to a genus of gram-positive bacteria called Globicatella that differs from related strains, suggesting it is a distinct and previously undescribed species. How the fuck does that happen? Like, I suppose maybe the cat's just hanging out in, like, shady places, you know? I know exactly how this happened. Oh, do you? Yeah. Does it say anything about a farm? Nope. I I'm, I'm I mean my guess is this is an alley cat. No, what happened was um there was a a bright light in the middle of the night and oh I hate this already. I'm already so annoyed. <laughs> oh, oh behind the farm there was something that crashed into the earth. <sighs> and it was Okay, I'm starting to know, like this now. I'm, I'm liking where this is going. It's actually <laughs> um they were not able to fully identify it. Some would say it was unidentified, but it did mm. come from non-human origins. Non-human origins, and uh, and the cat happened to be, um, you know, curious as cats are, mm. and walked up to this, you know, some might call it a crash site, and mm. when this cat approached, there was maybe some sort of otherworldly bacteria that got onto the cat. It was startled. The guy went to comfort the cat, not knowing that it had been so startled from the crash, and the cat lashed out at him and bit him. And you know then what this is? Transferred the bacteria. You know what this is? I think science knows, actually. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, this, this right here, that, that fodder, catnip for Jer. <laughs> not quite. <clears throat> not quite. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bite, if you know what I'm saying. Um, all right. So, uh, so anyway, uh, cats, are dangerous, I guess. Uh, um, experts noted that cats have a potential to cause deep tissue bite injuries with the direct uh, inoculation of their saliva posing a high risk of secondary infection. And people are advised to immediately wash wounds from cat bites with soap or salt or bleach uh, and see a doctor right away. So cats, you know. Actually, bleach your skin? No, no, no. That uh, yeah. uh, this is not a medical podcast. You and, added that. Uh, I added that. That was fake. Okay. Don't do that. Definitely. Um, but definitely, if, if a cat bites you, you should probably drink some bleach. Maybe I don't know. Well, that was satire. Um, just want to cover just why up. our podcast. Just because you said you said drink bleach. No, it's dead serious. Drink bleach. It's <laughs> at the the CDC is that's what they're saying. Which yeah. is why this uh, is why our this Instagram, is a comedy podcast. This is why our Instagram account has not been taken down in Canada it's, yet. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy <laughs> podcast. It's a comedy yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, oh. and and this is all this is all for good fun. Uh, thank you for putting. <laughs> Did you know that brain brain activity as a toddler may predict IQ at age eighteen? A decades-long study has uh, has revealed. I bet that's that's super fascinating. I'm going to go, go check I, on your. I, yeah, you better go check activity. on the brain activity of your toddler. Yeah, she's not a toddler yet, but she's not too far off. Ah, she's a toddler. She's walking around going bye 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 bye. The fucking squirrels running up trees now. She that's is, toddler yeah. shit. She is. It's very cute. Solid. All right, yeah. love love y'all. All right, see you. Uh, the way that a young child's brain hums along at rest could predict their activity intelligence for later in life. Huh. I th- this is this is very very interesting stuff, and I hope Taylor listens to it uh, when this episode comes out, which I highly doubt he will. Uh, researchers in the United States and Germany have followed up on a past study in Romania to show, for the first time, how a kid's upbringing might influence their brain power years down the road. You don't say. The famous study called the Bucharest Early Intervention Project, the BIP, 
<laughs> began in the early 2000s and tracked the cognitive development of abandoned children in, in Romania. Oh, my God. Ugh. Comparing the cognitive abilities of fostered and institutionalized children with those who grew up in home care, researchers found institutionalized children had relatively lower IQs at 18 years of age. In this latest research, scientists found a relationship between brainwave patterns and those IQ scores in the same data. So, quote, these findings demonstrate that experiential, experientially induced changes in brain activity early in life have a profound impact on long-term cognitive development, highlighting the importance of early intervention for promoting healthy development among children living in disadvantaged environments, the mm. researchers write. Today, the way that a person's brain behaves at rest is thought to remain relatively stable across adulthood, even as brain, uh, active brain power fluctuates with age. How this stable resting activity is developed in early life, however, is poorly understood. So we're not there yet to know how that sort of brain activity will affect us going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, as the typical human child grows from a toddler to a 10-year-old, their resting brain activity is usually marked by fewer low-frequency or slow brain waves and greater high-frequency or fast brain waves. The slow waves during rest tend to be associated with the pruning of unnecessary neural connections which makes the brain more efficient when actively tackling mental tasks. I got those fast waves. That, fa that's, that fast twitch. You got those fast waves? Yeah, dude, <laughs> a little too fast, to be honest with you. <laughs> Me too. I, mean, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she said that uh, when I was a kid, I was like, what was I like as a kid? And she was like, well, you, 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 know, you were hyper. You were, you were always getting into the toilet. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Getting into the toilet? I actually heard her like, say Put this. your hands in the toilet. <laughs> I, when, when she like, first said said that i pictured mm -hmm. you climbing Just climbing in that's what i thought she meant which wouldn't have been I mean, which would have not been good for you no <laughs> no it's funny and i was like did, did anyone like did, you know did anyone ever say anything about like like did teachers ever say anything my mom was like oh yeah all your teachers they all just said uh maxine we think he has adhd and i was like don't you think it would have been nice to maybe follow up and look into that a little further. And she was like, no, no, nah, you were just a, fine. Just a kid. You were just, she was like, you were just high. Your Ventolin got you hyper. <laughs> I was like, fuck sakes, mom. Um, so this is a key step in refining a child's cognitive development, but it occurs too much or for too long. It, but if it occurs too much or for too long, it can become detrimental. Wait, how do you make the slow waves? Um, well, I think it's during rest, right? So, yeah. so, so, you need so to rest again, more. again, their resting brain activity is usually marked by, fewer lower frequency or slow brain waves and greater high frequency or fast brain waves. So I think, I think that, you know what? I'm too dumb to know what the fuck that means, but because we probably had, we didn't have enough uh, attention as children to be able to, that's to, to, to digest this content. I mean, my IQ is probably 12. So <laughs> fucking, I don't I'm surprised I can even read this. Um, it's it, good if your IQ is the same as your age, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got an IQ of 35. Um, if a young child doesn't receive enough emotional support or cognitive stimulation, evidence suggests it can affect their neurocognitive development, possibly by impacting neural pruning. Mm. So if they don't, what, what I'm gathering here is like, if they don't receive enough love. emotional support, enough love, then they're, that, that like slow wave, pruning met method that like that sort of get gets rid of the 
the neural pathways that aren't helpful, they don't they don't get as much as that. It's uh, like as much you, of that. Because you know, I, I love computers. It's like you got you got too much in your cache. You got too much yeah, like right. you haven't cleaned out your temporary folders. Yeah. And shit like, starts glitching. A, the slow waves, yeah. they clean that shit out, but the fast waves, they don't. That's right. Um, <laughs> that was really well timed. Thanks. Uh, so uh, the, um, an IQ assessment of 202 18-year-olds uh, who've been enrolled in the Bucharest study revealed that those with lower scores tended to have more slow-wave activity as toddlers. Mm. So the toddlers that had the higher activity they were, I'm guessing their IQs were, were t- tended to be higher. Those kids that, that had more of that slow wave activity as toddlers kind of nerfed their IQ. The results suggest that slow wave activity in a child's resting brain can somehow mediate the effects of institutional rearing and the time of foster care pla- and, and, and the time of foster care placement. The authors say the significant correlation they've identified is particularly striking given the long time span between measurements and the number of pers- uh, personal and environmental factors that can influence cognitive development in life's early stages. You know what's annoying is it's annoying how they can predict so much about you now. You know, like, like, yeah. like there's so many like predictors <clears throat> of, of, you know, like your health outcomes, your, yeah. Like all these different sort of outcomes. I mean, obviously they're just looking at the data of like, hey, if this happened to this many people, so therefore if you're this type of person, then there's yeah. this chance that it's going to happen to you. But I mean, nobody's fate is sealed. You know, there's there's obviously the the opportunity to like defy those odds, but it's annoying how much they can tell you about yourself and how right it can be sometimes. Like I find that yeah. in, I, the reason why I bring it up actually is I'm thinking about like therapy and like, you know, like the, this sort of, sometimes therapy feels like, um, I, I'm, this is kind of risky to like, to associate these two things together because it's not at all. But, but you know, when you go to like a psychic yeah, and they're like, they're like asking you questions yeah. to like feel things out about you and then like predict things about you that are true and then dig into that and use that to get money from you. Sometimes, sometimes therapy is like a little bit like that, like, reading into like your experiences and like, Oh, you like, you know, you struggle with public speaking now. Mm. Well, maybe nobody paid attention to you as a kid, you know? Mm. And you're like, Oh fuck, mm-hmm. that's true. But like in a way that's like actually kind of helpful, but yeah, right. feels weirdly like, Wait, are you saying the psychics aren't helpful? No, they're not. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I love, I love a good psychic. I mean, psychics I mean, are better than, than mediums. Um, Psychics I mean, regardless, to me, the, to me, it's just, it's all just so fun. Is there, is there a difference then between psychics and mediums? Like, is it? Yeah, I think so. Medium, I think medium me- like speaks to the I dead? I think a medium speaks to the dead and the psychic just predicts the future. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, is there real? a difference between the guy, the weatherman and the... A meteorologist. Well, no, I mean, that is a weatherman. <laughs> so is there a difference between the weatherman who predicts the weather and um the the like black ops um deep state government uh um research that 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 is controlling the weather okay like is there a difference yeah 
Yeah, I mean, one is real and one isn't. You know, like the meteorologist can't really predict shit, yeah. and the chemtrails are real. So that's right. Like, that's right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. So. Anyway, I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, I have no idea what 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 we just covered. Yeah, me, um, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I, I think just like love your kids, and they will bend up being smarter than they would be if you don't love them. Maybe, yeah. you know. Maybe who's um, so or you at know, least happy. There's there's no or, such thing as too many hugs, um, or maybe there are. I don't know. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Speaking of someone who maybe received too many hugs or maybe too little hugs, um, I don't know. Hold on, I don't. I feel like that came across as mean. I don't. I don't mean for this to be mean, but I also find this to be deeply fascinating. And so I don't want like I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but I'm also just like I'm curious about uh, where like where why. Why what? Taco the dog. Oh, no. Um, a Japanese man named Taco. You trans- said- he transformed himself into a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you said Taco the dog, and then you said a Japanese man named Taco. And I was like, uh, they're not the same, though, are they? <laughs> they are the same. And, uh, and so this man, uh, he turned himself into a dog. Using a ex- fucking super realistic costume that he um, uh, he said he hides his canine alter ego from his friends because he's worried what they that what they'll think they're, they're going to think it's weird. Okay. Which I think he's right. I think he is right in in hiding this from his friends because I feel like his friends probably would get a little bit weirded out. Um, how how adjacent are we to? Um, or like warm or cold are we to like the black alien project? Uh, uh, pretty cold. That guy is legitimately altering the rest of his life by unfortunately just destroying his body. Okay. So taco through, is through, not through surgery. This guy isn't getting surgery, okay. but this guy is spending, I mean, this guy might need surgery on his back for sure after a while. Is he running on all fours? No, this guy is this guy, dude. This guy is a dog. If you if 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 you were if you were sitting in a Starbucks, having a coffee, uh, reading a book, and you lift your head out of the book and you just kind of look off outside the window, just kind of staring off, and you're thinking really hard about something, and Taco walked by with his owner. Maybe he's, I don't know. Is it like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's maybe it's like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he, I've, I've, he's getting walks. Okay. He's getting walks. So if Taco walked by with his owner and you were looking off in the distance, but he didn't look at Taco, but just the Taco the dog walked by your peripheral, you would have not had any clue that that was a human. I'll, you want a video? Do you want to see Taco? I do. Is, a, is he a large breed? He is a, uh, he would be what would be like a medium large breed. He is right there. That's Taco. Whoa. 
So no, this is isn't. not a dog. This is a man in a $15,000 dog suit that he had made. Whoa. 16, you know what? He, he looks like a border looks, collie. He kind of, it kind of looks like a robot. Like it kind of looks like a really he high mo- end I robot. I think Taco's got to work on the movement. Oh, Ooh, he just oh, waved. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's waving at the that. camera. Yeah. Don't t- see. This looks weird. like a robot. Here. It does look a little robotic, doesn't it? That looks real. I mean, yeah. that looks real. I would, I would give that boy a, a good tummy rub. I mean, the suit is compelling. It's uh, convincing. It's Jeez. it looks um, yeah. So um, it looks legit. <laughs> he spent two million yen on a costume made um, uh, a costume uh, a collie border collie costume, um, and and is fulfilling his lifelong ambition of becoming a dog. Um, now he only at the time of this article he only wears the suit on special occasions. I think he's starting to wear a little bit more because this came out a year ago. He hit. He went. Viral as fuck, like last week. So now he's not working. He's coming. He's like he he's sort of coming out of the doggy closet. Um, but I still don't think we know. I I still think Taco is kind of keeping himself hidden. Honestly, the more you talk about this, um, <laughs> the more I the more I genuinely think that this might be my future. I mean, look, this he, is he, he, he literally said he, actually he said to uh, he said to Mail Online. Ever since I was a small child, I wanted to be an animal. I think it is a desire to transform. I've thought about it since I can remember. Um, he's a dog lover, obviously. And he said he, he has hidden his identity and his human face from the world because he doesn't want to be judged by people he knows. He said, I don't want my hobbies to be known, he said, especially by the people that I work with. They think it's weird that I want to be a dog for the same reason why I can't show my real face. Taco, who used to have a medium-sized uh, white mongrel called uh, Mirai, uh, that looked similar to a Kishu. I, I don't know what these words are. Um, posted a video of himself dressed as in the Kali costume on YouTube that blew up. Um, footage of him playing with a ball and doing tricks went viral as more than 4 million people watched the footage and thousands subscribed to his channel. Yeah. So, I mean, he's living out his dreams. I, yeah. I think it, I, I do, like, I actually do think it's, it's awesome. I'm just, it's so unique. It's such a unique, uh, it's such a fucking unique hobby. You know, to just be like, it's not a hobby; it's a lifestyle. Well, I mean, he referred. To, I, I'm saying hobby because that's what he said. Um, but you know, it's. And they called it puppy love. It it is interesting. I wonder if though. there. I wonder if there is any sex. If there's anything sexual to it, though. Well, because I mean, like pup if you play, want to live out your life that way. Yeah, pup play is like a pup play is a very like. Um, very unique, interesting kink that is very much like so. So, pup play people who are really into pup play, they're kind of doing, they're doing what Taco is doing, but but far less realistic. And it's like a role play where they're like, I'm gonna pretend to be the puppy, and right, and I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have my owner like give me a tail, and the tail's a butt plug, and like it's like know, when the, you uh, when you go into VR chat and you have like you know like the stock avatars and you're like yeah. dancing around in them. But then somebody comes in with like a way too realistic avatar and you're yeah. like, you're like, Whoa, the fuck? Okay. Yeah. That person took Holy it. To the, like, yeah. like maybe taco is taking pup play to the next level. Yeah. Or like, or it's not, you know, for him, it's not sexual at all. It's literally just this, like, I don't know. this like, this, Safe this, space. yeah, this feeling of like, of wholeness in truly becoming a dog. When I was in, when I was in theater school, <clears throat> we in our movement class, we had this assignment where we had to like become 
man, we have our teacher. She was wild. Her name is Pippa. She's a very interesting lady. Um, and she had us do this exercise once where she was like, all right, we're all going to become wolves. And I'm the, I'm the alpha of the wolf pack. And we're going to just like, we're, we're not going to speak. We're going to fucking speak in barks and, and growls and whatever. For the whole class. The, for the whole class. And she was like, and we're going to see where the hierarchy lays. So you're going to show up as a wolf. And you're going to, the whole idea of being in a wolf pack is like, every, you know, who, there's an alpha, there's a beta, there's everyone in between. But every once in a while, the position of alpha gets challenged for. And constantly, the hierarchy is shifting. People are rising, people are falling. And she's like, so we're going to do that right now. Get down on all fours. And from until I fucking say stop, you are now a wolf. You're a dog. And we all just got on our hands and knees. We're fucking barking at each other and fucking posturing up. And you know, people are like, like pretending to pee in the corner and sniffing each other's assholes. And, <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, A, this is fucking hilarious. Super fun. Also, if for some reason, because we were like in, we were, this was at Toronto Metropol Metropolitan University, formerly known as Ryerson. And we were in one of the like major halls of the school. Mm -hmm. And we were in like a little corner room that was like a small sort of like studio space. And I remember thinking, if somebody is just like walking to history, like <laughs> history 101, and they're like, you know, it's like their first or second day on campus. And they're like, fuck, I don't know where that is. Maybe it's in here. And they opened the door and walked in on that scene. I think they would have called 911. Everybody just starts growling at them. Oh, just, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 like, just, just, just straight, like, everyone just goes straight DMX on them. Like, <laughs> but, but the, but the thing about, like, when I think about, like, haven't you ever just looked at Donut and thought, man, it must be nice? It's a fucking nice life. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah, imagine, he imagine has no, he, had, he has no clue. He has no know, clue that Trump is going to be running for president right? for 2024. <laughs> imagine, you know? he has no fucking jail. idea that, Cats are out there biting people, giving them meningococcal B. He really doesn't know. All, all he yeah. knows is I like having my belly rubbed. Daddy feeds me. <laughs> and mommy gives me walks. <laughs> That's all That's he knows. Kind of a good Fucking life, all right? he knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. So, so imagine. Taco's got this shit figured out. Well, right. So imagine <laughs> you have a. So, like this guy has worked this desk job his entire life, is so sad and so miserable. All he wants to do is just be a dog and chill. Do you think this guy's a CEO? I mean, he's, spending, he's got two million yen to drop on a fucking border collie suit. Right. So he's definitely, this guy's he's definitely like, making money. This guy's king shit at work. So imagine this. So which like oftentimes, isn't it people who are like people who are in positions of power oftentimes like to be like, well, again, hey, why are you making this sexual I'm not, for? I'm not saying I didn't make it sexual. But, I was just but, saying. But I mean, yeah, okay, sure. If you want to go down that road, it, it's not uncommon for people of high status and high power jobs to, right. to want to feel I mean, you said maybe he's submissive. A CEO. I wasn't suggesting that. I was saying what I wanted to say because, because I do actually think it could be a really wholesome picture. Because imagine this he hates his job, he's worked at this desk job. He's like, he's kind of floated the idea around to his colleagues, like, Hey, like, wouldn't it be cool if we were all dogs? And they're like, that's fucked up. And he's like, oh, and so yeah. 
he like slowly chips away in his basement and making this really ultra realistic <clears throat> dog costume. I don't think this guy chipped away. I think this guy like just I think this guy stack. outsourced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, he outsourced. And so anyway, it doesn't matter. He's been waiting for uh, Amazon to show up, show up with this delivery, and they they finally show up with this amazing costume, and he puts it on, and he finally feels himself, and then he records himself because he feels empowered and feels confident for the first time in his life and he publishes this video on youtube and it goes viral to the point that he's actually starting to generate some ad revenue and he's now able to leave his job yes. and continue yes. to make these viral videos yes. and just be the person or dog that yes. he's always wanted to be and he's finally discovered his true self and passion like maybe he's Maybe he's got it figured out. Yeah. Well, I hope he gets his shots. And, uh, and cause you know, God forbid he gets, um, I don't know. What is it like? What's a dog disease? <laughs> I don't know. But tick bite. Would Bordella. Be Bord Bord canine. Canine. Rabies. Yeah, let's rabies. get, make sure you don't get your rabies shot there. Taco. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... And make um, sure you get spayed and neutered. Have your dog spayed and neutered. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Taco, don't do that. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe get a vasectomy or something if you need to. I yeah, mean, if you're out there, you if you're out there to. fucking a bunch of other bitches, though, and you don't want to, you want to make sure you're not like, you know, having litters all over Japan. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I didn't mean bitches as in like uh, the derogatory term that we would use no, for you human mean females. Female, female dogs. I mean, I mean yeah. the true sense of the word. Yes. Because Taco be bringing them bitches to the yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do, yeah. I mean, look at this guy. Man, he really needs to figure out his gait, though. Doesn't <laughs> I, know, he? I know. I know. Taco, you're like, just work. Yeah, yeah. He, he could, you know, he could have used, he could have used the movement class from, uh, totally, from Toronto yeah. Metropolitan <laughs> University's acting program by Pippa. All right. Let's move on to this. This is an interesting, what, do you, what are your thoughts? On, okay. I'm just going to play a TikTok video. Love you it. tell me your thoughts on this statement that this girl is making. I can't smell dead ants. Um, so uh, I'll translate. She's this woman's from Australia. It's kind of hard to understand what she was saying, but uh, she said apparently people are out here saying that they cannot smell dead ants. Yeah. So I see. Have what's you going heard? On. Of, have you heard of this? No, no. But I see what's going on here. She made this video being like, "What? People can't smell dead yeah. ants?" And and everybody else is like, "No, it's only you." Not quite. No, not quite. So this is does this surprise you? Th it does. This uh, well, of course it does because I can't smell anything. Yeah, I, my nose is. Um, this spurred a, a, a an unusual debate on TikTok. The video started the the, the debate here, um, and the creator simply just was asking, you know, can other people smell the disgusting scent of dead ants on the sidewalk? Now, in the comments and replies. <clears throat> Many agreed that they could, while others, and like most, vehemently agree, said, what the fuck are you actually talking about? Yeah. This is, this is madness. And also refused to believe it. But this is one of those things. It's kind of like the, it's, I guess it's kind of like the, the cilantro thing, where it's like, some, some people are like, I love yeah. cilantro. And some people yeah. are like, cilantro literally tastes like ass. Like it tastes like ass. Well, those people have a genetic mutation that makes them taste soap when they eat 
cilantro. Okay, so I get that. Is it like that though, or is it like the 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 blue and white and black and gold dress no. or whatever? Where like <clears throat> where like obviously the dress was was blue and white. We, we all know this. Yeah. It wasn't uh, black and gold or whatever. It just looked that way because of the color of the photo. We know the real color of the dress. That's weird. I thought it was black and gold. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, uh, this this might blow your mind. Many common species of ants release pungent smells when they're in danger, squished, or otherwise dead. Uh, according to Clint Pennick, an assistant professor at Kennesaw State University and ant researcher. How fucking cool is that? It's cool. An ant researcher. It's really cool. The most common type of ant that people find in their homes is the East Coast and in the um, sorry, the most common <laughs> type of ant that people find in their homes on the East Coast and the Midwest is called the odorous. Um, is called the odorous house ant. They're called odorous. The, they're called the odorous house ant, and when it's squished, it releases a pheromone that smells like. What do you think I'm about to say? Shit. No blue cheese. No. Now that is a pungent smell. That's specific too. Very specific as well. The, I don't believe this. This odorous chemical belongs to a group of chemical compounds called methyl ketones. It's also produced by the penicillin, penicillium mold that grows on rotting coconuts, and it's what gives blue cheese its distinctive pungent odor. But that's far from the only smell compound ants produce. Now, did you know that like, like ants and, and smells and pheromones are like, that's basically how, what runs ants' lives? No, I did not know they that. They all communicate through scent and through okay. pheromones. But so that's why they have the feelers. Their antennas are literally sniffers. Okay, okay. But wait, first of all, when you say smells like blue cheese, I know the taste of blue cheese, but if I have Do you like, not know the smell of blue cheese? If I have like a block of it sitting on my counter, which I don't usually because I don't really like it that much. I love blue cheese. Um, I, I don't it. mind like a little bit of it in a salad or something, but I, I don't typically buy it. But like if I had it sitting yeah. out on a counter, I mean, I'd have to be really close to it to smell a brick of it. No, not dra dragon's breath cheese. You can smell that shit. It's pungent. I mean, if you don't know the smell of blue cheese, open up a bag of zesty cheese Doritos, take a big whiff. That's kind of like what you're smelling. It's a, it's a, it is a, like, it's a, Fucking cheese. But even to that point, you know? so like, so like, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, they're called odorous ants. Yeah. So I can, I could believe that they have a, a strong scent to them relative to like, you know, their body size or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but ants are so fucking small. I find it hard to believe. I got another thing that, that's going to change your mind on this that. They're probably. so stinky. Also, like I've never smelled an ant yeah. in my life. So, so like that's, that's kind of the other thing that's making this hard to believe for yeah. me because I just feel like, well, I haven't experienced it. So. Well, yeah, all of this is hard to believe for me because I can't smell anything anyway. Like my, my sinuses are fucking tanked. But like you can I, smell blue cheese. Yeah, but I have to like I of course got to be close to it. I do but I do but that but that's a that's an outlier. Like like most right. people can smell blue cheese normally. It's pungent. It is a pungent smell. But here's the other thing. As someone who has spent many a time uh in pubs <clears throat> and bars and many friends who are bartenders, <clears throat> this conversation's come up a number of times where I didn't realize this, but um fruit flies also have a very distinct smell only for some people. Yeah. So there are people who can literally smell fruit flies and it is a super distinct smell. And there's some people that there's other people that absolutely cannot. So this girl here that we just saw, 
that woman knows the smell and she's going, are you she fucking can't. kidding me? You guys yeah. don't smell the, the dead ants. And other people are going, I have no clue what the hell you're talking about. But here's the interesting thing. The odorous ant that like that probably if we found an ant in here, it would be one of those. We should find one. I, I don't want to find one and kill it because I, I don't. No, that's I don't the other thing I was thinking about is I don't typically not killing kill ants. ants yeah, so. same. Um, but they're not the only ants that, that smell. So some species, including the carpenter ants, they spray uh, formic acid, a caustic chemical that smells a lot like vinegar when they feel threatened. Those guys blast through wood too, right? Yeah. That's why they're called That's right. Ants. Some people think that the ability to smell formic acid is uh, genetic, like asparagus. And that might be why some people are more sensitive to this particular ant smell than others. Citronella ants are named for the distinctive citrusy scent they often produce. Uh, and nice. trap jaw ants release a chocolatey smell when squished. When ants die of natural causes, they also release oleic acid. So dead ants, quote, smell a little something like olive oil, Panic says. In most species of ants, these smelly chemicals are produced as a defense mechanism to ward off predators. Quote, most of the common ones, like the blue cheese smell, are to make the ants distasteful and functions maybe as an alarm pheromone to let other ants know there's dangers nearby. The citronella one is the same. It wards off predators. Formic acid literally burns you in high doses. Formic acid producing ants can even chase off bears. Whoa. Ants are fucked. Dude, if ants were the size of donut, we would all be fucked. Yeah. We yeah, would be, sure. we, our species would cease to exist. I mean, if there was the same amount of them and they were, the that's what I mean. Donut, they would just take over this entire planet. That's what I mean. I mean, there's that yeah. plus the fact that they would be picking up cars running around fucking spraying acid on people's faces. The whole place would smell like blue cheese and, 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 and citronella. Just kind of you know, this is the thing that Actually, makes it, like, kind of, it was, like, smells like a fucking nice, like charcuterie board. These are the types of illuminating conversations that really make me think about like, you know, so if you walked into this room today, didn't tell me about this before we started having a conversation and you asked me, if you said to me, Hey, listen, you know, what, what would you think if I told you that there is a spectrum of scent that you couldn't experience, but a lot of other people on this planet do? And I thought about it for a second and I was like, oh man, that, that makes me sad. I wish I would, I wish I could smell that. I wish I could like experience what other people could experience. But then you told me that it was dead <clears throat> bugs that yeah. I'm missing out on smelling. I, w I actually, now that, now that I think of it that way, I, I'm not yeah. sad. Um, so all these strong odors, they only they, they, they only encompass a small fraction of what, what scents that ant, ants produce. Uh, ants smell using their antennae, which are covered in chemical receptors and are far more sensitive to scents than humans. And they use this skill to communicate with one another. It's literally how they talk. They have an entire language that's built out of smells, says Pennick. Uh, pheromones, chemical signals, uh, like those that create the blue cheese scent that animals produce, form the foundation for this language of smells in ants. The critters have dozens of glands on their bodies where they produce different mixtures of pheromones that they then use to send alarm signals, leave scent trails to food sources, indicate the quality of those food sources, identify members of their colony or intruders from other packs, distinguish between the queen and the worker ants and countless other reasons, all through scent and, and fucking pheromones. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. It's insane. <laughs> and to think like, and to think we're out here fucking walking around like with the most in, incredibly 
embarrassing main character syndrome, thinking that we're the top of the fucking heap because we speak and we <laughs> have laptops and we drive to work. Dude, we're fucking, we are nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, if anybody's at the top, it's Taco. <laughs> Taco's at the top right now. Dude, that guy's living his best life. Um, well, folks, we hope you enjoyed that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever they give you that option to do that for a podcast. You can. And um, if you want to be a part of the podcast or you know someone who would make a really great addition to the podcast, you can go to our website, uh, sickboypodcast.com. And you can fill out the future guest form. And uh, and if I mean, if you don't want to do that, but you want to reach out to say something, uh, maybe we'll read it on a future Feel Good Friday episode. You can uh, shoot us an email, info at sickboypodcast.com. And uh, thanks as always to uh, the people who help make this show possible. A huge thank you to Donovan Morgan, who does the sound design on our Monday episodes, to Rich O'Coin for the theme music and to take part for the theme music, and to Jeff Lonis, our manager. Uh, we love you, dude. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.